This show covers various real-life topics that some listeners may find disturbing and or triggering. Please note that these topics are spoken on in order to drive public discourse and are not meant for malicious intent. All opinions are mine and mine only. Your discretion is advised. What up, what up, what up? This is your boy Roy, and you are now tuned into Back to Center Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to life, love, and the millennial struggle. Happy Self-Care Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, and congratulations, you made it to yet another week. But as per usual, we got a lot of shit to talk about, and let me just be clear on this one. This is going to be pretty fucking heavy. Starting off with UK mom steps in front of train with child due to financial woes, Eaton, Ohio granddaughter drowns grandmother due to lack of financial stability, mother does Instagram live covered in blood after allegedly stabbing four-year-old daughter to death and attacking son and in all of this we're going to talk about why money and materials matter so you already know what to do go ahead and roll one up corporate libation because the show starts now Check this out. Not only can you hear my voice, but you could also take a look at my mug on YouTube. Feel free to follow and subscribe to the channel Maison de Roi. That's M-A-I-S-O-N-D-E-R-O-Y. Good morning. Good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is your boy Roy, and you are now tuned into Back to Center Podcast. And of course, this is the only podcast dedicated to life, love, and the millennial struggle. And before I even get further into any of these stories, of course, as per usual, I want to say thank you so much for stopping by. It truly does mean the world to me that you take time out of your day to listen to this podcast, listen to these stories, and ultimately try and get an idea of my thoughts and just what I'm thinking at the moment, right? And what I appreciate the most is that sometimes there are moments where people do reciprocate and they feel the same way I do. And, you know, I get those messages and over the course of the week, I've gotten a couple and I really appreciate that. So thank you so much for reaching out to me and thank you so much for being communicative. And uh, I really, I really do appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. But um, anywho, this has been a super long week and, you know, while I gather my stories throughout the week, obviously, you know, I'm doing my work, whatever the case may be. But there are some stories that I just find, in some regard, somewhat draining, right? And I don't mean that in such a negative connotation where it's like, oh, I'm such an empath. I feel all of these things. Not necessarily. And although I do feel those things, I compartmentalize that. But the overwhelming majority of these stories oftentimes do and are negative, right? And uh, it's not that I have a hankering for negative stories, but A... I have to be completely transparent here. These are the kind of stories that do circulate. But B, I also speak on these stories because they are prevalent to somewhat of the niche and the topics that I speak on in regards to being men prevalent and relevant topics, right? So anything that can involve men, whether that be women, kids, money, fitness, finances, whatever the case may be, being that that is my only perspective, I take that into a lot of these stories. However, there are just some stories that I can never relate to, right? I can never step into the shoes of. It's only so far as to, you know, feel like the feel the superficial parts of it, like the financial woes or whatever the case may be. But everything else outside of that, not so much, right? And these series of stories I have gathered today, A, I've heard them through the intro web, 
through other sources, right? So shout out to whoever mentioned these stories because it's pretty interesting. When you do a lot of content research, you find that a lot of people talk on the same things, but everyone puts their own spin on it, right? So I've been able to find a wealth of content through the various people that are also within my niche, but also at the same time, it's been able to not only enlighten me, but give me new insight, which I could then send out to other people. So thank you guys so much for that. Keep making your content, keep, you know, keep up the fight, whatever the case may be, just keep doing what you're doing. Um, but these three stories here, um, they're pretty dark, man. And it's pretty sad because we're starting to see the culmination of all of those things that we've done throughout previous times, you know, in the past, like all the financial mistakes our government has made, all the financial mistakes that us as individuals have made. Ultimately, it starts with us, right? Um, but with all that being said, it's crazy to see how now it's you're starting to see the global effects of it. So we have young mom, 27, walked in front of train with daughter, three years old, after struggling to pay rent and bills. And I'm going to struggle to say her name. I don't mean that out of disrespect, but my assumption here is Lehane Melsady Redmond had slipped behind on rent, gas, and electricity bill. Excuse me. And, you know, reading the story before I even, you know, decided that I was going to bring it to you guys, but just reading it firsthand, it, it is pretty sad. But then I also have a series of questions, which we will divulge into later after I've discussed the story and finished bringing it to you. But with all that being said, let's go ahead and do that. So a young mom who died with her daughter in her arms after she walked in front of a train was struggling to pay her rent and bills an inquest has heard. Lehane Melsady Redmond, excuse me, 27, was captured on CCTV footage pacing up and down Taplon Station in Buckinghamshire, walking hand-in-hand hand with her daughter, Melsady Adela Ray Paris, for over an hour before their tragic deaths. The mom of one had already been taken to court over unpaid bills and was seen picking up her daughter at the train station before falling onto the tracks below on February 18th, 2019. Interesting. Assistant Coroner Ian Wade Casey told Beaconsfield Coroner Court, sadly, what we can see is that she gathers Melsady up in her arms and jumps carefully from the platform down to what is known as the forefoot and is struck by the train. Now, first of all, before I even continue, it's pretty fucking tragic. Um, it's a very sad story. And, you know, ultimately, I, I can't assume and say that she, was, she wasn't looking for help. I can't assume and say that, right? But I think the overarching story in this is, unless you are financially prepared to have a child, don't have a child. And I know that's so myopic to say, and it's so such a foresight. Like, obviously, hindsight is 2020. You could say that now. But let that be a lesson to the rest of us, right? Like, we know sex is fun. We know having sex is, you know, enjoyable, especially when you find someone that you connect with. I say that in quotations because, you know, connecting with people is relatively easy because we do that on dating apps. But, you know, you find someone you connect with, click with, whatever the case may be, but you do it in a way that's... I don't want to say safe and, and sound like a square, but it's kind of true. Like, you want to play it safe. Like, yo, if you bring a child into this world, it needs to have 
the two-family household. It needs to have a two-family household. There's no way, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, without that, that child is going to face a lot of calamity. And on the flip side of that, the single parent, which is often the mother, is going to struggle, like said mother here. And it's sad, but if we look into the finances, and I'm not going to sound like a dick here, it says that Miss Redmond owed up to 1,499 euros in rent, had an outstanding electric bill totaling 334 euros, and an unpaid bill from her gas supplier worth 638 euros. Now, I'm not going to sit here and do the math on that, but I'm going to guesstimate and say that's less than 2,800, maybe 2,950, right, if we're pushing it. Somebody go ahead and do the math and then do the fucking calculation, because obviously I believe the euro is less than the dollar now, but however it translates, it is what it is. But the point I'm trying to make here is, in realistic, and again, I'm not trying to sound insensitive, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but it sounds like she was behind on bills that were already manageable, which makes me ask, what were her priorities in regards to making more income? And please, let's not say, oh, you know, the man needed to pay more child support. Because later on in the story, the father was there. In fact, the father had the kid in the morning. And then the mother came, took the child, had a series of conversations with everyone she owed money to, and then decided this was the best course of action. So again, I'm not trying to be unsympathetic here, or insympathetic, whatever the case may be. But what I'm trying to say here is, there are every single small decision we make have large long-term consequences right so in other words everything that we do day in day out those small actions lead up to something drastic right especially if you're not conscious or self-aware of what you're doing in regards to being irresponsible with your finances or sleeping out late or going out late and, you know, sleeping late or whatever the case may be, whatever irresponsible action or responsible action you take is going to have a net positive or net negative on your life, right? And again, I don't mean to sound insensitive, but at some point, when do we, as the younger part of society, realize, okay, in order for me to have the kind of life that I want, I need to make better decisions with my time now, because I'm going to pay for whatever actions and decisions I make now in the future. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. There's no way around it. You're going to pay for what you've done when you were younger. And, you know, that happens to everyone. It's not like anyone's immune to this. So, again, not trying to be insensitive. I feel like I have to reinforce and reinsinuate that point over and over again. I know one of you motherfuckers out there are going to like take this up, clip it up and be like, oh, he's so misogynistic. But no, what I'm saying is she had reasonable bills outside of the gas. The gas bill is fucking wild. And the electric, the electricity bill is also fucking wild as well. I mean, not for nothing. I seen my electricity bill go up. It was like last month. It was like 150. This month it was like $237. I was like, what in the fuck is going on here? And, but that's my fault, you know? I got to start turning the lights off that, you know, you got to do what you got to do. So with all that being said, obviously it's too late for her, but there are others that are possibly living the lifestyle of like, you know, having 
promiscuous sex. And this isn't me. I'm not trying to be judgmental here. You know, you never know how someone had a kid, right? But odds are, y'all didn't plan it. That's, I could say that with like 90% confidence, this child probably wasn't planned. Almost. But um, all of this plays in to, to what I'm trying to say because money and finances and material things, whether we like it or not, plays a big role in today's society. And more so than that, money and materials, whether you like it or not, plays a big role in dating. And whether you like it or not, money and materials plays a big role in your marriage. These are all, my opinion, facts. Moving on to the next story, we have one that's a little more internal. You know, it's not a, well, that doesn't even make sense for me to say internal. Disregard what I just said. Redact that. Anyway, we have one that's a little more heinous. It's kind of more fucked up, but anywho. Eaton, Ohio, the granddaughter of a 93-year-old woman who was found dead in the bathtub, has been charged with her murder. So here's, here's the spiel. Heidi Matheny, 35, told police that she went behind her grandmother while doing the dishes and held her head in the sink until she stopped blowing bubbles. Heidi told police she wasn't sure if her grandmother was dead yet, so she filled up the bathtub and held Alice under for 15 minutes until she stopped breathing and left her in the bathtub. Afterward, Heidi walked from the apartment to the sheriff's office. Okay, so further into the police report, or this report rather, the reason why she did it was because she could no longer, or she couldn't afford to put her grandmother in a retirement home. For anyone, first of all, I really hope to God there isn't anyone thinking this is a good strategy, but for anyone thinking this is a good strategy, please don't do this. Don't do it. And you know what? This is also something that's going to happen to a lot of people going into the future. Like, yo, to assume that your parents are going to be able to take care of themselves forever I mean, that it is a good assumption. At least I would hope, one would hope that in the perfect reality, you have had parents that have not only thought about your financial future, but also their financial future after you. You would hope that you have those kind of parents, but odds are more than likely you don't. So with all that being said, at some point, you are going to end up having to take care of your parents. Now, do you have to take care of your parents? If you ask me, I say no. Does that sound fucked up? Yes, it does. However, I'm being completely honest, though. I don't think you have to take care of your parents. Like, to some degree, we all have to own up to our shit, right? Like, can you imagine if I lived through my 20s and didn't go to college, didn't get a job, didn't do anything, and just, like, laid around and didn't contribute anything? Like, no one owes me anything. You know, and, and same goes for parents. And the idea that a parent might think their child owes them simply by way of giving birth and then taking care of them by doing, you know, the generic mandatory things parents have to do, that's also bullshit, you know? So while I agree one is not solely responsible for taking care of their elderly parents, I will argue that the idea of drowning your fucking grandma is a terrible idea also. Like, bruh, really? 
what's crazier is that she's only 35, right? Me being 29, when I hear stories of people in their 30s throwing their life away, I'm like, in some regards, you're kind of just getting started. You know, like, it's almost like once you hit your 20s, you're at zero all over again, right? Because you're like the infant version of an adult, at least in today's society. Back in the day, it wasn't like that. You kind of just had to, you know, get your own shit and get on with your life at a very early age. Um, However, in today's society, we can kind of take our time a little bit. And this is, once again, due to the economics and the finances of this country and the trend that it's going into, which is economic downturn. And I have this weird feeling that we're probably just going to see more and more stories like this. Um, And again, this is not the best strategy. You know, like, we, understandably, you can't afford to put your grandmother in a nursing home. I believe the average price for a nursing home nowadays is like, I think like $1 million. Like just like base price to put your grandparents or parents in a nice nursing home, senior living facility, it's going to be about a million dollars plus. And that's to put them, put them in a nice one, you know, not put them in like a fucking ransacked nursing home, you know, where like they give them fucking frozen meals, frozen TV dinners and shit. But overall, man, it's going to get a lot darker from here on out. And the best advice I have for anyone listening right now is, A, make sure your finances are in order for yourself. But B, and I mean, this is if you like have that heart, make sure you got a little cash on the side for your family. Because to assume that you're not going to have to take care of your parents is a little uh, myopic, that perspective. And I think it's in our best bet to at least prepare for it. You know, kudos if it doesn't happen. Like, great. You know, your parents could afford to live on their own resources. But just in case. And I know that is the case for a lot of immigrant children, too. Like, first-generation Americans, you're going to have to take care of your parents. You know, so don't assume that they got it. Because once they hit 70, they're going to hit you up like, I ain't got it. (laughs) And they're going to need you. You know, and again, that's if you have a heart. I don't think you necessarily have to take care of your parents, like I said. Um, But if they did right by you, you know, they made sure they kept your best interest in mind and took care of you and went above and beyond. Because let's be clear here. I understand that other countries have it difficult, especially parents from third world countries. But let's just, you know, keep it at brass tacks and talk about the U.S. We're in America now. And the base standards, I'm sorry. And this is going to make me sound super entitled, especially as a millennial, but the base standards that were given to us as children do not merit praise. Like, that was you doing your job. Now, if you went above and beyond, yeah, great. Thank you, mom. Thank you, dad. I got you. Thank you for helping me get to this upper echelon. But if I had to succeed in spite of you, really tell me, what do I owe you? Honestly. But again, that's if you have a heart. In this case, you know who didn't have a heart? New Orleans mother. New Orleans mother does Instagram live covered in blood after allegedly stabbing to death a four-year-old daughter, well, her four-year-old daughter, and attacking son. Now, this I think is like the worst of them all because I mean, at the end of the day, we're talking about kids, right? And granted, the first story did have a child involved, but... The malicious intent behind this one is what takes the cake. And it's just, no pun intended, heartbreaking. Because 
to hear of someone, to hear of a mother doing this to their own children out of spite. This is the kind of shit that makes me not want to have children. And I know that's fucking stupid. Like, why would I make that kind of judgment call based off of, like, one story? But it's not just one story. It's a lot. These stories happen very often. A lot more often than, frankly, we'd like to admit. And the more you start hearing of these stories, the more, as a man, you start thinking, you're like, damn. What if I, what if I have a kid and, like, my girlfriend or wife snaps? What is she going to do? Kill my, kill my child? Like, bro, what the fuck? Like, the kid had nothing to do with it. You're just going to kill them? Come on, it's crazy. But anyway. New Orleans mother stands accused of killing her four-year-old daughter and attacking her two-year-old son after she posted a short video on Instagram in which she had blood dripping down her chest. Fucking crazy, man. Uh, Janae, don't know how to pronounce her last name, 31, was taken into custody. Here we go. Another story of a 31-year-old or a 30-year-old plus just throwing away their life. But hey. Man, it must get rocky in your 30s. God damn. I'm low-key shook, but then again, I'm not a chick, so not that worried. Anyway, 31 was taken into custody on Sunday on charges of second-degree murder, attempted murder, and second-degree cruelty to a juvenile, according to New Orleans Police Department. Damn, they used her last name, and I didn't know how to pronounce it. Damn, they set me up for failure here. All right, here we go. Miss Pediscalo. Yeah. I'm not saying that again, allegedly stabbed her daughter to death and tried to do the same to her son. Damn, who stopped, who stopped her from doing it to the son? Huh, interesting. This is going to sound fucked up, but it's a joke. I hope they do a true crime on this so I could hear more about this story because I'm trying to find out how the son managed to not get murked considering he's literally two years younger than the daughter. Like, if the four-year-old couldn't get out of it, how the fuck did the two-year-old do But that might be a little too soon. Police arrived at the home in the Florida area of New Orleans in Louisiana after 11 a.m. on Sunday. At that time, the children had already been taken to a hospital in a private vehicle. Oh, I see. So maybe she was like snapped out of it once she got up to the sun and she was just like, oh shit, what the fuck am I doing? Who the fuck knows? The article continues and says, on Sunday afternoon, the boy was in critical condition. The daughter, named by family friends as Paris Roberts, died at the hospital. Rest in peace. Nola reported that investigators think that Miss... Fuck, they said her last name again. Pettisglau, goddammit, is the woman in the video shared on the social media platform earlier that same day. The video has been since deleted. In the footage, Miss P looks at the camera wearing a bonnet and a blood-stained tank top. I'm done, she says in the video, appearing to be emotional. My children are dead. I'm done. I'm done with life. And then proceeds to say, it's all Jermaine's fault. Now, my ultimate beef with this is, A, you decided to attempt to take your children's life, and then B, blame it on the husband. Now, there have been reports where it has been stated that the husband has beat the wife in the past. I don't support domestic violence by any means. However, what I, what I will say is killing your children in revenge does not make it better. Like, that's not justice. You know, like, oh, you beat me, so let me go ahead and take two innocent lives or try to take two innocent lives. Like, what are you thinking? And then I think worst of all is jumping on Facebook or Instagram, wherever she did it, 
and going live to talk about it, trying to garner attention. Like, I get it right now. You're in like this traumatic or traumatized mental state and you've just done something heinous. Like, you're a monster. This No one's going to feel sympathy for you. Like, oh my God, I can't believe, you know, he did this. I can't believe he pushed you to this. Like, let's let's be frank here. No one pushes anyone to do the things that they do. People do things in retaliation, right? It is one plus one equals two. It is not someone being forced or coerced to do any sort of action that they deem necessary in regards to reacting to what just happened to them. Like, I'm not going to be that guy, but I'm going to be honest here. If there was a case of DV, the smartest thing that she could have done was go to the police. Just tell them what's going on. But... To decide, no, I'm going to take it one step further and take out my two children out of spite because of that? No. If anything, that almost makes this guy look like a saint. Almost. I'm not going to stand in, in defense of him, you know, and argue his point if there was a case of DV. But I mean, goddamn, what makes you think taking your children is a smarter idea? It's not. And again, this, this part of it does not correlate to money and materials, right? But one would have to ask, if the father was able to have full custody of the child, would the child still be here? Or the children, in this case. Or children's, in this case, minus grandma. Rest in peace, grandma. You know, would they still be around? And I, I think so. Especially with the first story. You know, the daughter was with her dad. And everything was fine. Everything was copacetic. Everything was cool. Maybe the baby mama and the baby daddy had some beef. Sure, that happens. But at the end of the day, again, that doesn't mean that taking your daughter's life is okay. And I'm going to say this before we go to break. This is probably going to be the worst thing I've ever said on this podcast. And as someone who is attempted to take their life without collateral damage, what I will say is two things, because I'm going to preface this. I know some motherfucker out there is going to try and clip this up and be like, oh, look what he said. But here's, here's what I'm trying to say. First of all, suicide is never the answer. If you feel like suicide is on your mind and that is something that you want to do, please call the hotline, reach out to somebody, and talk. Taking one's life, deleting yourself, is never the answer. Never, ever. And it never will be the answer. However, in this particular case, if you're going to do some wild shit like that and you're the parent, just take yourself out. Because the child doesn't deserve to go through that. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about why money and materials matter in today's society and more. Once we come back from the break, this is your boy Roy, and you've been tuned into Back to Center Podcast. Dressing up like a thief in the night. 
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. That track was Tonight by Exotics. And shout out to TikTok, man, because, you know, I don't really go on TikTok that often. Sometimes when I'm looking for content to speak on, like, I'll, I'll dig into it a little bit. But shout out to TikTok for seemingly being able to consistently bring up good music. And I know that's like a long shot saying that TikTok brings about good music, but I'm serious. If you're on TikTok... You're going to hear some tunes that low-key slap, but that's besides the point. Anyway, let's get into the main topic of conversation, and that is why money and materials matter in today's society. And on a more, on a more myopic slash focused topic point or perspective, or however you want to classify this, I think it's more prevalent that money and materials matter in dating and relationship than virtually anywhere else or else and you know everywhere else you'll get the hierarchical questions like where do you work how much money do you make what college did you go to things of that nature this way ple people could find a place to put you in other words right um but beyond that in regards to dating and relationships it's definitely important especially if you're the guy and we're gonna get into that now so one of the main observations that I made, and this was while I was taking the Browns to the Super Bowl, I ran into a video of a peacock. And you know, if you know anything about birds, peacocks, the males specifically, are known to showcase its feathers, right? By broadening them out and expanding them in order for them to be seen by other females. So I was thinking about how flashy the feathers were, and that's when it hit me. And I was like, we do the exact same thing with our money and materials. And the reason why I could say this with a little bit of confidence is because if you look at modern society nowadays, nowadays the talk is about what? Becoming a high value man, a guy that has a lot of resources, a guy that has a lot of money, a guy that has flashy cars, flashy things. And whether that be on the extreme of the conversation, like perhaps you don't necessarily need to have all of those things. And I mean, that's neither here nor there, right? But the point I'm trying to make here is, regardless of how you want to slice it, whether you want to be on the extreme saying that you need to be a millionaire and you know fit all these different categories or be on the opposite side of the spectrum and think you don't have to do any of these things and you don't have to surmount to anything in modern society regardless of that fact more likely than not the majority will speak and say that you need some sort of money and materials right so this is the thing the first one is, with the way the finances in the U.S. are going, it goes without saying. It's a bit harder to survive nowadays, right? Like, just like a lot of the stories that we spoke on earlier, it is becoming a lot harder to survive in modern society. And basic necessities and utilities are going up, but wages are staying relatively the same. Because of this, when women meet men that make the same or less than them, they are more than likely to not want to date you. And think about it. Think about all the times when you were like on the come up, you didn't really have a lot of money and you were on dates and you were talking to women and they were like, oh, what do you do? And you probably had some like pee on job in the beginning. And, you know, more than likely the date probably didn't go well, especially if you didn't fit the aesthetics category. Right. But and I don't want to say that this is predominantly aimed towards gold diggers because it that's what it would sound like. Right. Like only gold diggers want a man with money. But that's just the majority. And that's also just the truth. Most women want a man with money. So when you make more, when you make equal to or less than, you're not as attractive in their eyes. However, obviously on the opposite, if you make a lot more, then the tables are gonna be flipped and the odds are gonna be further in your favor. Now, the biggest reason as to why women do this is because it is innately instilled in women to want to survive, right? And that doesn't mean it's from a point of weakness, 
but at some point she will want someone who could provide for her as well as protect her so on and so forth. However, the twist to that innate need in today's society is that the need has moved beyond survival and is now hyper focused on being spoiled. And we see this time and time and time again. There are countless women that are on these social media platforms showcasing being spoiled by men and how this is now the new standard for them. And then we also see this play out in women that are, forgive me for saying this, but ugly, now say that they need a man who makes six figures, is six feet tall, in athletic shape, you know, so on and so forth. And first of all, that's bewildering to me, right? Now, if you go on Maison de Wa, the YouTube channel, you'll see tons of videos where I do some reactions to women that are in this category. Uh, there's one video in specific where this woman went on full description on TikTok, going through a, an entire list, going through what her new standards were. And listen, I'm not saying people don't deserve to be treated well, right? That's not what I'm saying. However, what I'm saying is, if you have a standard, you need to be able to uphold it, right? Now, ultimately, regardless of how you feel about this fact, but there will be more men that are able to provide than vice versa. With that being said, I can't necessarily fault women for wanting a man who can provide, that's just the nature of things. However, what I can say is, for women to have superficial standards and have superficial requirements, especially on the flip side of not being able to uphold some of the requirements that they themselves put forth, is a little hypocritical in my opinion, and on top of that, it's unwarranted. Um, not to say, again, that you don't deserve the best, but it's a little hard to say that you do deserve the best when you yourself are not the best version of yourself. But I digress. Today's modern household requires two incomes, or at the very least one income that could virtually cover all expenses. That's also considering if you believe in the myth of marriage. And I suppose all of this really only matters if you intend on getting married. I don't think if you're living the casual date lifestyle that any of this particularly applies to you. Um, but in this case, if you do plan on getting married, these are probably some things you'd want to consider, right? Um, and this is something that we'll argue in next week's episode. Uh, but let's say this imaginary relationship goes the distance and you end up having kids. At some point, your wife will not want to work anymore. So the ultimate question is, will you be able to make enough for two plus people? And according to statistics, most men cannot. And this isn't me knocking on men at all. If anything, I, I believe in men. I believe in us as a species. And side note, this is actually International Men's Day. So shout out to us. Just want to take a second or two to appreciate us as a human genome, as a species in itself. Because, you know, as guys... Listen, I know this might sound a little misogynistic, but this is the fucking truth. As guys, especially the everyday guy that does these, you know, fucking union jobs that it's like construction, plumbing, all of these things, they are so fucking pivotal to any society, especially in our society. And major props and major shout outs to you guys that do that kind of shit day in, day out. Like, I have a fucking white collar job. I sit behind a desk all day. You know, like my, my side hobby includes modeling, you know, like the most I can contribute are some of my own personal thoughts and philosophies and some motivation going from a fat guy to a really fit, handsome devil, wink, wink, right? But I say all that to say, shout out to you guys, without us, the world would not run. I'm just going to be honest, without, without us, the world would not run.
And especially with you guys at the forefront, without you guys, the world would not run. Going back to what I was saying earlier, statistically speaking, most guys don't make more than women. And I know there's an argument saying that most men make more than women, but that's actually not true. It's, it's, that's like the amount that's made between both sexes is like, the difference is like fucking four to 10 cents, right? So with most men not being able to measure up to most women, now you have a society where guys are being put on the back burner and because of that, we're seeing a falling out of dating in society as a total, right? So what is the solution? I believe men should continue to seek clear transactional relationships. Now, don't misquote me on that, but do what you will with that quip. But I do say this, so long as both parties are 100% aware of what's going on, there's nothing wrong with a transactional relationship. That's what most of these relationships are anyway nowadays. Most of us just don't want to own up to it. And it's very true because ask any, ask anyone, if the man stops providing, what happens in the relationship? It's over. If the guy stops doing his duties, quote unquote, what happens? It's over, right? And some could argue vice versa, whatever the case may be. But in this specific argument, being focused solely from the male's perspective, we are more likely to face the brunt of any backlash or any fallout if we stop doing what we need to do. Most of us, if our, women, if our woman stops giving us sex or, you know, she stops doing some of the habits that she started off the, the marriage with, we'll like suck it up and just be okay with it and just deal with it, right? Or like have some workarounds, but still stay in the relationship. Uh, but anyway, with all that being said, going back to what I was saying before, being that most relationships are transactional and some of us just don't want to own up to it, what does that mean for marriages in today's modern society? Especially given that most marriages, or most households rather, 18% to be specific, are actual household two-parent uh, households. So with all that said, next week we're going to talk about why marriage doesn't work for men. I actually don't support marriage at all, and I'm not one of those like superiorly bitter guys, but I'm just saying I personally don't support marriage. But Next week, we'll talk about that and more. Thank you so much for stopping by. This was your boy, Roy, and you've been tuned into Back to Center Podcast.